Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bridget and Scott, the off-season of misery for the Boston Bruins and their fans continues. Another one bites the dust. David Krejci has retired from the National Hockey League and is no longer a Boston Bruin officially. We knew this was coming, but it's just the offseason starts in April with a very, very, very disappointing playoff exit. And then Bergeron retires a few months later, and then a few weeks later, David Krejci retires. And what's the pulse of, of the two of you? What's the pulse of the Bruins fan base this summer? You know, it's weird because it's been such a slow burn that it feels like, you know, we've already had all these conversations about like, okay, what do they do if Bergeron and Krejci are gone? And it's like, well, there's so much time, you know, I think we've all talked about that, you know, for months and honestly, even last off season when we didn't yet know their decisions. Um, so, you know, it's not, I feel the same way like I did when Bergeron tired, where it's like, there's not a surprise here. It's not like, you know, Krejci, the Bruins released Krejci's statement Monday morning. And I don't think anyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe Krejci retired. Like everyone kind of knew it was coming, but you know, yeah, it's still, you know, it's still pretty, it's, it's a bummer, right? Cause it, like it is the end of an era and, you know, seeing them both now actually officially retire really kind of hammers at home where it's like, especially with Bergeron until we got that announcement, there was at least a chance he was coming back. You know, that's one where I think all of us like legitimately didn't know for sure. You know, maybe you leaned one way, one week, another way, another time or whatever. Krejci, I think we all, you know, expected to, to be gone. So less surprise, less sort of, you know, I guess it doesn't quite hit as hard because, we weren't ever really planning for the possibility that he might be back. Whereas with Bergeron, you know, I think the week before we had done an episode of here's how they look with him. Here's how they look without him. Like it was, you know, it was still very much on the table. So yeah, you know, you, you do some, some reflection on, on their obviously incredible careers and this whole era. And then, you know, yeah, you kind of, you can't help but now look forward and, and, look at you know okay what's what's there what's next you know both at sort of like the micro at at the center position what's next with those two gone but then even bigger picture of like what is this next year look like what does this next era look like who are you know who steps up and takes over as leaders and, and all that stuff 
And I also feel like it wasn't shocking because Krejci has done this before. Uh, this isn't the first offseason where we got news that Krejci wasn't going to be playing for the Bruins. Um, I think it was more surprising when we found out last offseason he was coming back. Um, and I feel like the very first time around that Krejci decided he didn't want to play in the NHL and, and went back to play in the Czech Republic was when I felt I felt really old because uh, when I first really was getting into the Bruins, uh, Krejci was my first favorite player. So when he stepped away from the NHL the first time, I was like, what happened? Like, I, I feel so old. And now this summer, whether you're, you know, me and Brian's age or you're older, you're you're feeling your age a little bit. You can bit. say it. You can say it, Bridget. Scott's age. I'm not. Getting um, older like Scott. When you get older like Scott. You get okay. Yeah. When you're Scott's age and you remember, you know, way back. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it makes you feel old, and I think that, like, it t- makes you reflect on, like, what the hell happened to the last. I'd say, you know, 15 years since, like, or even before that, since when Krejci and Bergeron started, it doesn't feel that long ago. But um, now we're sitting around going, okay, well, that is the end of an era for sure. And like you said, Scott, um, what's to come in the new era? Even Krejci did touch on it a little bit. He was asked, Bergeron wasn't really asked about the next group of leadership, but Krejci was. And, I mean, he brought up Charlie McAvoy a lot. He brought up David Pasternak a lot. Uh Charlie Coyle, he mentioned as a leader. Uh, so I think that they have they they have guys that have been able to learn around guys like Bergeron and Krejci and Chara for a long time. And even, you know, some of the younger goalies like Swayman played a year with Tuca. Um, there, there's been a, at least that transition period where some of the younger guys kind of get what the whole Bruins culture is about and uh, seems to they seem to be they have the right characters I think you know they're not I don't think they're lacking that next level the next generation of leadership I think they already have it so that's something that that Krejci was asked about during his media availability the two of you are on the zoom call there was a quote that I that that stuck out to me that I saw um, Scott was there a quote in particular uh, from the media availability that stood out to you and just some general updates, some laundry keeping from, from that uh, availability that maybe listeners uh, would like to hear from as well. Yeah. I don't know if, if there was like one specific quote that stuck out. I, I think overall, you know, I came away feeling the same way I did when we talked to Bergeron, which is like, he's content with his decision and clearly knew it was time. He, on multiple occasions, cited his health. Uh, he mentioned that, you know, this past season was hard on, on him and his family because his, his family came up a few times throughout the year, but mostly spent the year down at their home in South Carolina. So, you know, he wasn't with them a lot. Um, and Krejci, by the way, was in South Carolina now. Uh, that's where he usually goes every summer anyways and is, you know, where he did his Zoom with us from. Um, but yeah, he, he said that he, he kind of knew when he started getting injuries late in the season and, you know, we know he missed time in the playoffs, but let's not forget. He also missed quite a bit of time down the stretch. Uh, I think it was about 12 games over the last 
you know, month or so of the season that he missed. Um, he yeah, said he kind of knew. Time, we kind of chalked that up to rest. Right. But... We thought they were just playing it super, super safe. And it turns mm-hmm. out he was actually hurt and it lingered into the playoffs and forced him to miss games there as well. Um, so he said he kind of had a good idea once he started, once the injuries kind of got to him that it was time. And he, he even said, you know, he knows his body can't handle 82 games anymore. He didn't totally close the door on potentially playing for Czechia in the world championships in the spring uh, because they're in Prague. And that's something that would mean a lot to him. But he said, you know, he probably won't make any decision along those lines until Christmas time. And then he would have to, you know, play, play a little bit somewhere in Europe in the second half of the season and then get ready for that. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what stood out to me is just that he clearly knew it was time. He, you know, almost felt like there really wasn't another option. Like health wise, he just, you know, he, he knew his body was telling him that, that that's it. You know, he didn't quite hold up through an entire game this season and he doesn't think he would have been able to hold up next year either. Yeah, I think what I think we got some answers to some of the questions. Um, once again, he was actually more straightforward and clear about how his health factored into him making this decision. And he said that it, it kind of just makes me think how catastrophic it was that last few weeks of the regular season um, that led to Bergeron and Krejci getting injuries and kind of that setting into their mind okay, I don't think my body can handle this anymore. Because in maybe in an alternative universe, they don't get hurt. And first of all, you're better off in the first round playoffs probably go differently. But maybe they're also thinking, all right, I'm still good to go for another season. So you think back on those final weeks of the regular season and you you kind of know now that those were some really deciding uh, days of these two guys deciding to retire. So. One thing that Krejci mentioned that uh, Bergeron said he wouldn't have needed surgery to come back. Krejci said he would have. So we were not 100% sure what kind of surgery it would be. But he said he knows that basically, and I think because of needing the surgery is why he kept saying like his body wouldn't have been ready ready for a full NHL season. Because I'm guessing it would have involved recovery time of missing some months in the season, having to rehab, get back into things and him just not thinking his body could handle it or that, or at least not at the level that he would be able to help his team out as much as he would want to. So um, he said he had known from that injury that he was probably going to retire, but he didn't want to say, cause he didn't want to make an emotional decision, which is kind of something Bergeron said as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, a quote that stood out to me was Krejci talking about Mark Savard and Patrice Bergeron and how impactful they were on Krejci in the beginning of in the beginning of his career in particular. And I was happy to hear him mention Savard because I just feel like Mark Savard's presence was a big he he was I feel like he was a heavy influence on the Bruins turning into Stanley Cup champions in 2011 although he wasn't on the ice much at all that entire season but I mean he was he was that that era of Bruins hockey quite literally like even the year they won the cup had he been healthy he would have been their number one center like he was their number one center people forget and it's and it's understandable because like when you win a cup sometimes you just you fall in love with the players that did it and rightfully so but the Bruins won that cup without their number one center going into that season. And that was Mark Savard. And, and while they did most of the year without him because of the lingering concussion issues from the year prior, he was a very integral part of that, of that Bruins era from 07, honestly, 06, 06 to health permitting 2011. But I just feel like Mark Savard's name isn't mentioned as often as it should be. And doesn't get the credit he deserves in that time because in 0708, Bergeron went down the whole year, and Krejci hadn't yet really debuted. He had a couple games under his belt, maybe. But Mark Savard and Mark Savard alone was your center depth that year, and he he willed them to to a postseason with one center. Could you tell me who the Bruins' second center was before David Krejci emerged when Bergeron was hurt? It was probably Krejci probably got a, a shot pretty quickly, but it was just my point is he wasn't established, and Mark Savard was a big presence. I'm, so I was I was happy to hear Krejci mention Savard. And it makes me think about Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle and how they have had a chance to look at Bergeron and Krejci as well because Krejci talked about how Savard and Bergeron didn't hold hands. They led by example but made you sink or swim on your own ultimately at the end of the day. And so Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka, I'm sure, have have learned under that same guidance. I guess the question is, and this isn't to divert from the Krejci conversation, but um, – like does Zaka and does Coyle, do they have the skill set to to be what the Bruins need them to be? Because it's still fa- – I understand the Bruins have been competing f- for cups for a long time, and that comes at the cost of trade deadline um, acquisitions and giving away draft collateral, and, and it, there's a cost to staying to, near the top. And because of that, the Bruins haven't had high draft picks, and there's a reason why the center ice position – hasn't been easy to to restock, but the Bruins still essentially waited for Bergeron and Krejci to retire before they were like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> so that, and I, I just find that, and I know like you're waiting on their decisions, but it's just, it's, it's a little, I can't help but feel it's irresponsible. And you can sit there and say, you owe the, the management owes it to the players to give them the time to need fine. But what you're left with now is you're going into a season where you're still trying to compete and, and center ice is a glaring weakness for this team. There's not, a ton of weakness outside of center ice, but center ice is the weakest position. So has the fabric that Bergeron, Krejci, and Savard before them, like, is that going to be in- installed in Coyle and Zaka, or is are they just a little in over their heads as far as what they're being asked to do going into the next year, at least as it stands today? Yeah, it, it, it's a good point. And, you know, I would add Trent Frederick. I know he didn't play a ton of, ton of center, but 
he's been around long enough to pick up a lot from those guys. And you, you know, we know he's picked up from Charlie Coyle because they've been on the same line, but like you, you hope he's picked up from those guys as well. Um, yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's almost two different things. Cause it's like, you can, you can learn the work ethic and the culture and how to handle yourself as a professional day in day out. And, you know, at the very least, I certainly think Charlie Coyle has that. I think we we see that all the time from him. But then having the skill set and like actually being able to go out and play that role on the ice is is something else. Like, it, you know, you're right. It, it's possible that Charlie Coyle, you know, just might not be good enough to produce the way you need a top two center to produce. It's possible that Pavel Zaka might not be ready after, you know, uh, you know, certainly like a breakout season but still just one year in Boston. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to find out they don't have any other options. So uh, we'll see, but yeah, you know, they, I mean, I do think they took at least, I do think they took a couple swings at like trying to build something towards the future when it comes to the, the center position and maybe just, you know, missed or didn't quite work out. Like I think when they signed coil to that extension, and you look at the money he got, I think part of that was in their minds, there was a projection that, you know, there was still more than, than he had shown. There's still more offense and maybe he could be a number two center down the road. And now he's finally going to get a chance, but you know, so, so far I'd say what we've seen from Charlie Coyle is a really good number three center, but someone that you definitely have question marks as to whether they're just going to, he's just going to produce enough offense to be a top two center. Um, you know, they used the first round pick on Johnny Beecher. He just never really developed offensively. And, you know, he might still have an NHL future, obviously, but it looks like it's more likely going to be in a third or fourth line. So, yeah, they've taken more swings recently, whether it's the Zaka trade or other draft picks like Quatra, Harrison, Spicer, Locknellis, you know, all these centers they've drafted in recent years, signing Georgie Merkulov out of Ohio State. But, those guys are all, you know, at least a year, two, three years away. We don't really know. Like, their developing is still happening. So, um, yeah, obviously, they didn't get the the timing right. Like, it, it would be great if you had your next two number two centers ready to go and, you know, they step right in when Bergeron and Krejci retire. But it doesn't always work that smoothly, you know. You can't, you can't always have the the Aaron Roger, I mean, uh, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers succession plan. Like it doesn't always go that smoothly in sports. Uh, you just made me think it, nothing went smoother than the Tom Brady, Cam Newton transition. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great for the picture. That was such a, that such an epic transition. That one. Um, sorry. You made me lose my train of thought. With <laughs> Hope, hopefully none of these guys are, are Cam Newton. Hopefully they're at least a little better than that. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but I mean, this is going to be the season where there's going to be some major growing pains uh, because you're you're needing to for people to step up in such a big way in order for the season to. I don't even want to say go like last year. It's not going to go like last year, but to go in an acceptable direction where you can work with it, you can make the playoffs, and you actually look a season that you can look back on next year and go, okay, well, we did see the growth that we wanted from some of these guys. Uh, Charlie Quill, I think, 
is a really good leader. We have we haven't even talked about Brad Marchand, but as one of the the leaders we have on past episodes, but um, it kind of feels like it's his turn to take over some of the responsibility of the leading by example. And yeah, um, and it's worth noting that that Krejci did mention Marchand right yes, off the bat. Yes, he did. We just yeah. haven't mentioned that him. Right. Yeah, on this episode, we have previously. I mean, more more likely than not, that's going to be who wears the next C for the Bruins. So um, if you're talking about the transition, you still have some guys there that like Marshawn, who's been there for a long time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 